Hello and welcome once again to Cave of the Cross Apologetics. I'm Patrick. And I'm Tony. And we're on to the next chapter of our first tactic yeah. in Tactics Ooh. by Greg Kokel. <laughs> sounds very, very... Uh, tactical. Yeah, tactical. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta say it with a, with a, a grit in your voice. You're going undercover. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so uh, today we're introducing our first tactic, which is called the Colombo Tactic. And so... Um, we're going to uh, uh, be kind of introducing this. Uh, this first part is uh, kind of the introduction, the wh why, why to use it, when to use it, and then uh, we get into the kind of the three parts uh, of it. So um, he really breaks it down in a good way, and um, it, it is very useful. I do have to say, um, uh, doing doing this book, I've I've uh, when we started, I've interacted with uh, someone who's a modalist, mm. and mm. that was interesting. And so utilizing a, can you just walk through John 1 without going to 16 other different <laughs> ones? And that was calm, collective, had the conversation. Can you explain, you know, with God and uh, was God? Well, no, you got to go to different ones. And so, uh, you know, no one got angry. And so that was oh, good. Good, good. Um, yeah. I, I did fail because uh, someone believes that if you celebrate Christmas, you're a heretic. And oh, oh. That, that, that was uh, an interesting one. He got frustrated, so I lost that one. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm one for two uh, using using the tactics. Obviously, I need to keep reading because uh, you know, if if anyone gets angry, we lose or I lose. So, uh, I don't want to lose. Simple as that. So we're on chapter three uh, called the uh, the Columbo tactics. This is part one, the game plan of uh, Greg Kokel's uh, tactics. So if you're following along in the book, uh, we are using the tenth anniversary edition. Um, so yours might uh, just be uh, different a, a, a little bit. Um, and so he provides uh, four scenes here, and, and we picked two of them because we thought uh, that they were good introductions, and, and his answers were also good uh, for these. Uh, so imagine, if you will, you're in the Twilight Zone, and you're at a dinner party, as, as we all are. Uh, or, you know, you're, you're just out someplace, and you, you're with some your close friends from church. Suddenly, to your surprise and embarrassment, your host's 15-year-old son announces with some belligerence that he doesn't believe in God anymore. It is simply not rational. He says there's no proof. You have no idea. He's been moving in this direction. There's a stunned silence. What do you say? Mm. I'm, I'm just going to eat the potato salad. Yeah, and that's right. Look, look, look yeah, down and yeah, try right. to avoid yes. eye contact. Yeah. Like same thing when the pastor calls on you to ask a question. <laughs> the second scene is you're riding the university shuttle with a friend who notices a Bible in your backpack. I've read the Bible before, he says. It's got some interesting stories, but people take it too seriously. Oh, man, I'm one of those people that take it too seriously, I guess. It was only written by men, after all, and men make mistakes. What do you have to say about that? Wow, yeah. Okay, let's look at a few things about these uh, sometimes awkward and out-of-the-blue situations, some, something you can't hold to, but it's it's kind of what you've been waiting for, an open invitation, yeah, if you yeah, will, yeah. to present the gospel, right? <laughs> That's what we want to do here. Uh, well, Greg Kokel uh, says that, uh, that there's a tactic to be involved here. So in each of these cases, you have an opportunity, but there still, still are obstacles. You know, leap out from the dinner table and <laughs> tell them, you know, I rebuke you in the name of the yeah. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> or you're on the bus and you just throw the Bible at the bus That's and right. said, if you That's read right. this, you would believe it. If you're a sheep and not a goat, you would you would hear his voice. <laughs> well, first of all, you must speak up quickly, right? Because uh, uh, opportunity will not last long. Uh, you're at a dinner party and someone might want to change the subject for the sake of, you know, social norms. You're yeah. on the bus. That bus is going to end. 
you have about 10 seconds before the door closes. What do you do? Yeah. So, what do you do? so that's kind of an interesting, uh, you know, um, uh, idea here. He's suggesting you only have about 10 seconds. Yeah. And, okay, why? Well, because, you know, that's just social interaction right. works that way, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. In other words, you know, you, it's kind of awkward if you get longer than that and then you try to come back with that. It's as if you're forcing the issue, right? right? And so he wants it to be natural. Right. And so you have about 10 seconds to kind of uh, work through right. whatever you're going to do. You, you want right. to utilize the opportunity brought up immediately. You don't want to say, well, that's a really good discussion. Let's have a four hour coffee, yeah. at, you know, yeah. the two weeks from now, if my schedule holds true for the next or 10 hours. minutes later, you say, oh, well, wait, wait, I want to say this right. about that. Right. Well, okay, we've moved on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are we still talking about that? <laughs> Ask the peas, please. <laughs> Second, you're conflicted. You want to say something, but you're also con concerned about being sensitive, keeping the peace preserving the friendship and not looking extreme mm. so yeah. those those are the uh the the issues that we have to deal with it, at least with these two um uh, situations but i think that kind of encompasses a, a, like you said a, a lot of our interactions you're, yeah you're at yeah. you're at work you're uh you know you you make mention about how you were at church and someone walks by and just says oh i lost my faith a long time ago yeah. <laughs> okay I, yeah. I, you know do, wow. do i have do i have a a, a, a rejoinder to that <laughs> statement that 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 bomb that's been dropped in my lap yeah. so that's uh that's those are kind of the uh the situations that uh, uh greg coco brings up for us to discuss yeah yeah good so coco then now he's going to give us a way to deal with these in the and, and give us you know in that within that 10 seconds time at least to get the get the ball rolling right, right? uh so he asked us you know what if there's an easy uh, escape from the challenge that each of these situations present uh you know a way to minimize the awkwardness and engage the other person productively and graciously what if what if wow you know okay doesn't sound like any conversation <laughs> i'm a part of then he says <laughs> what if you had a plan right uh in place that would guide you uh, with regard to the next move that you should make. Well, I, I okay, I'm, I'm up for that. Yeah, right? I'm peaked. <laughs> um, and so let's look at uh, he, what he does now in the book is uh, he answers these particular challenges, mm -hmm. right? And he, so he gives us some idea of what he would say. And then what he's going to do is kind of analyze this to help us to understand where he's coming right. from and why he said right. what he said, right? Yeah. So, so the first one, you know, the... Um, this is the dinner party, right? And this 15-year-old kid, my goodness, right? Yeah. Blurts this stuff out in the <laughs> middle of, you know, can you imagine how embarrassing that is to the folks yeah. who are Not living? the time and place. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, go sit down. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, notice, he says... Perhaps we would do something like this. He says, it, you know, it's not rational to believe in God, right? There's no proof. That's, That's what the, the kid said, yeah, right? Sure. And so what do you mean by God? That is, what kind of God do you reject, right. we might ask, right? What specifically is irrational about believing in God? Since you're concerned about proof of God's existence, what kind of evidence would you find acceptable? Right? Mm -hmm. so, so he's suggesting something like that might be a response that he would give, right? right? Uh, the second one, here's your friend and you on the, you know, sitting and uh, traveling together, and he notices your Bible. He, he, he says, uh, you can't take the Bible too seriously because it was only written by men, and men make mistakes. Okay, and okay. Coco suggests something like this. Do you have any books in your, in your library? Were these books written by humans? Uh, do you find any truth in them? 
<laughs> is there a reason you think the Bible is less truthful or reliable than other books you, you own? Do people always make mistakes, um, you know, when they write things? Do you think that if God did exist, he would be capable of using humans to write down exactly what he wants? Why not? Or why? Right. right? Yeah. That, that, that last one, I've, I've used that one uh, qu quite a bit with, yeah. with uh, uh, you know, it's just written by humans and goat herders and whatever else uh, a rejoiner that uh, that uh, is brought up with, with that one. Yeah. So Coco suggesting that's kind of the approach that he would start with in this 10 second window. Right. Right. Notice. He, so, he, so, you know, he's uh, it's interesting how he how he does that. And and. Um, um, you know, with these responses, mm -hmm. I think. Okay. And I think we'll see a pattern here. Right. right. <clears throat> uh, so th uh, the things that you see about these uh, responses is, first of all, he's asking questions. Questions. He has lots of questions. Yeah. Right? He's taking the statements, he's breaking them down, and he's making a question of each parts of those. Right. So, so he's suggesting here by asking a question, this is not the opportunity to start preaching to somebody. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah. you ask questions. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, th these are statements being made to you and, and you're trying to get to the heart of, of, of what's being asked. Here. So each of each uh, second of all, each of these questions is an invitation to thoughtful dialogue. Two parts of that thoughtful and dialogue. Yeah, right. Yeah. So this isn't, again, you're uh, uh, standing in a pulpit and you're, you're th throwing words at the person yeah. or you're trying to shut them down, yeah. you know, and make them look, That's you stupid. know, yeah, why yeah. would you ever believe something <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah. No, do, no, do no. You have no morality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want dialogue with the person. Right. We want them talking so that we can, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, go further with this situation. Right. 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 Yeah. And third, these are not idle queries. They're, uh, there is a particular purpose for each question, and that's mm. that's uh, absolutely true. Uh, you know, the 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 teenager at the at the dinner table. I mean, th there's a lot of uh, implications in there. He he might want to be doing it for you know whatever embarrassing reason or <laughs> rebellious reason. I can't I can't believe a 15 year old would be rebellious <laughs> in that type of situation. Uh, but you know, uh, he, he there's a lot of questions to unpack there. Uh, you know. Who's the God you're talking about? Why? Yeah, you know, the, yeah. the, um, all his questions are, are making um, uh, thought-provoking conversation returners uh, to, to those. It, mm. it's, it's, they're not uh, accusatory. They're not, uh, um, you know, they're not, uh, they're not rude. That they're not uh, pithy little sayings to, right, to, right. to shut, shut it down. You know, yeah, the, yeah. the, 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 the words of the president from the, the 1900s always have that, you know, pithy saying that, that uh, you know, <laughs> shuts the other person up. And, you know, uh, if, if I was your husband, I would drink it type, type deal of, of Churchill. And so th those are the three things that we can we can notice here. First of all, they're a question. Each question presents thoughtful dialogue, a conversation between you and that person. It's exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. It's how you not get the other person angry. And you're trying to figure out where they're coming from. The, the, there's a purpose for each of those questions. You're yeah. not just asking for the sake of asking questions. Yeah, good. And so uh, chapter three is called the Colombo tactic. And so this is the first tactic. It's called, he calls it the queen mother of all tactics <laughs> because it's so flexible and adaptable. It's easily combined with other tactics that we'll learn later later and simply called Columbo. Mm. And so uh, we'll provide a clip here of, of who Columbo is, yeah. obviously a de detective, uh, old detective show, you know, <laughs> post black and white even yeah. uh, by Peter Falk. And uh, he has this uh, um, kind of way of asking questions. So yeah. that's what we'll 
Mr. Kingston, before you get too involved there, excuse me a minute, okay. Captain. I wonder if maybe first you try to help me out with a problem that I have. Yes. Uh, it's this, this painting. What's the problem? Haven't uh, you ever seen people without faces before? They've loaned them out. You've heard of two-faced people, I suppose. Oh, yes. But, uh... You see, it's this crazy signature that bonds... De Groot. George De Groot. Quite famous. I thought so. Isn't that funny? Because I noticed the signatures on this other painting. Um, does that say Birnbaum? Yes, it does. That's what I thought. Birnbaum. You think that these artists will be able to write more clearly? Really, do you think all this is quite appropriate at this time? Mr. Uh... Oh, I guess not. Uh, I realize that this has been a terrible shock for you, and I want to express my deepest sympathy. Thank you, Mr. Lieutenant Columbo. Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, tell me, Mr. Kingston, uh, has anybody tried to rob this place before? Certainly. This place is a magnet for art thieves. It's one of the finest collections in the world. Is that so? Yes. Really? Very impressive. You seem inordinately fascinated by these paintings. Well, I'll tell you what bothers me. You see, it's this. If you came in here to grab some paintings, wouldn't you grab a De Groot first instead of a Birnbaum? Perhaps, but then I'm an art critic. You're the detective. You're the art critic, that's right. And I'm going to need a lot of your help. I suppose you noticed that already. Uh, like in there, uh, there's two little frames, and they're empty, and there doesn't seem to be anything around that fits inside. Oh, no. Now, Mr. Evans wasn't quite sure either. He thought that one of them had some dancing girls, but I don't think he knows much about art either. Uh, he also said that a lot of these things had just been rehung, that they'd just come back from some kind of a traveling exhibit. Yes, that's what those crates are out in the hall there. I unpacked most of them myself. Yeah, you know, I noticed that a piece of that wrapping paper had been torn loose. These two are listed in the exhibit catalog. Got that in here somewhere. <clears throat> here, look. Those were the two that were taken? Yes. Hey, they're beautiful. They're two of my favorites. Degas pastels. Pastels? You mean like the kids use in school? Nobody ever used pastels like Dagal, Lieutenant. These two alone together happen to be worth over a half million dollars. You know, that's funny, too. Not at all. There isn't a painting in this entire exhibit that's worth under 50,000. No, I mean that out there, somebody picked a Birnbaum first. Then when your uncle interfered. Then when he went to his desk and took out a gun. Then when he was killed. In the middle of all that. Then... The thief suddenly got smart, and he took two of the most valuable paintings in the house, and he ran. Yes, that does seem a bit inconsistent, doesn't it? Then life has its own inconsistencies. Lieutenant Colombo? Oh, Sally. Nice of you to come. Let's go out back. I want to try something. Uh, Mr. Kingston, you might be interested in this. Uh, you were here? Yeah, that's right. Wait there. I'll holler. All right. Yeah, so the Colombo tactic, right? So what is the key to the Colombo tactic? Uh, 
Well, since it's going, uh, you know, it's 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 going on the offensive, right? In an inoffensive way by using carefully selected questions to uh, productively advance the conversation, right? So there's really kind of a couple of ways to do apologetics, right? You can have defensive apologetics mm -hmm. where you're kind of defending the truth, you're defending the scriptures, you're defending what you believe and that sort of thing, right? And then there's also offensive, uh, not being offensive, right. but <laughs> offensive apologetics, right? Where you are on the offense, right? And you are taking the lead with regard to the questions and the issues that are being discussed, right? And so that's what he wants us to see here, that this is an offensive approach and not uh, not um, a defensive approach and not a, you know, and we're not being in, uh, offensive to someone, right? right? Even if we are asking questions, we're, we're doing it for a purpose where there, there's a, a reason for the madness. Right, type. good. And so he wants us to ask questions. He wants us to ask questions to get the person to think. In fact, he says, never make a statement, at least at first, when a question will do the job. <laughs> right. right, yeah, <laughs> right. If you want to get into it, that that's great. You know, uh, your, your, your friend's on the bus and, um, you know, it, you can launch into, well, here's, you know, all the reasons why uh, infallibility must be true. Let's pull out the Chicago statement. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's go over this one by one yeah. and get through as many as it before we have to get off the bus. Yeah. Um, but but those questions uh, do a good job because even if you move off that path of conversation, those questions will still need to be answered by that person. Yeah. Those are those are yeah. Really remember good his goal the 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 stone the rock in the shoe right, right? right that's his goal and so if you start asking questions like this you're you're you know you're you're more likely to get a, a rock in a shoe right? right and uh and and get them thinking about these issues right uh so the uh the colombo tactics is used the advantages of asking these questions as we we see with lieutenant colombo is uh you know uh it's kind of uh he, you, you don't really uh know where your main character is coming from you don't know if he knows that he's rubbing elbows with the killer in every single episode, <laughs> which I, I would think that, you know, if you're the detective, just figure out who's hanging around you the most. There's your killer. Yeah, or yeah. he might know that by coming into the scene and looking at what it is and figuring it out automatically. But he wants that other person to admit, uh, you know, that they killed the person yeah, or, or yeah. they stole the jewels or he whatever wants, it might He be. wants an airtight case. And right. so he kind of fences them in, right, with right. these various questions and yeah. maneuvers, yeah. right? Because because <laughs> you want them to think about where they're coming from as well. You 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 want to um, you want to take down any any um, issues that they might have that they haven't even thought about themselves. And so the advantage of asking the, these questions specifically is first, uh, it's a sincere question that's uh, friendly and flattering, right? I care about this conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I care asking. about your opinion, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, let, let's uh, let, let's understand where you're coming from, so that I can uh, that I can know where to to to, to go from here. Uh, second, you'll get an education. Maybe that person has studied something before, and so you're going to respond to a specific item that they're going to bring up, something that you may not even know about, but also something because you didn't know about. Um, that's something that that you would 
have to respond to it in a different way than, oh, the problem of evil. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know it from a free will perspective, but they're coming at it from you know, whatever, a, a different perspective yeah. it might be. And, and, and this there is, is a, no evil. Yeah, this yeah. is a good point, right? I mean, we don't have to know everything. Oh, right? thank goodness. I mean, and, and I think it's kind of prideful to think that I have to know everything. Right. No, no, you can, you can remember person, it all. Yeah, right. <laughs> that person may know some things that you don't know. And so this gives you an opportunity to learn some things, right? right? Yeah. And, uh, and it's okay to learn from folks who disagree with you, mm -hmm. right? right. Uh, and, and you might have to go back later and think through those issues and do some studying, but that's a good thing. Right. right? Yeah. And so like Lieutenant Colombo asking those questions and possibly knowing, you know, who the killer is, uh, he's trying to advance using the questions. And so the third uh, advantage to asking questions is it'll allow you to make progress on a point without being pushy. Mm. So you could you could do something like, uh, you know, well, uh, what about the, the God of the Bible um, uh, doesn't allow for um, him to preserve his word? Uh with the Christian understanding that, you know, the, that uh, God is as um, all powerful, all knowing that he has the ability to preserve his word is would, would you say that is impossible? Can you respond to that? Something along those lines that that pushes the conversation down the road of of whichever question um, that person wants to respond to that the question that you think would best um, kind of um, bring bring down their their stronghold of of of, of whatever is um, uh, being brought up. And so th that's uh, that's one of the advantages of, of asking uh, questions. Mm. And finally, and most importantly, it carefully places questions that puts you in the driver's seat. You're once the statements made of, you know, can't trust the Bible or, uh, you know, I can, you can't even believe a God that's so stupid. Um, your your questions are able to move that person into a position that uh, that you want to take them. And so, again, you're, you're asking questions to legitimately know, right? You're, you're, you're clarifying, you're making sure that you're understanding where they're coming from, that, uh, you know, they might think, oh, the, the, the pantheon of the Greek gods is, is stupid. No one should believe in that. Oh, okay. Well, that, that, was, that was something completely different, My, you know. We're over here having a dinner party from from church. Oh, right. right. I was just reading, you know, right. Homer. Right. And Odyssey. so there, yeah. So there is totally something, uh, you know, uh, that. So you made an assumption there that wasn't correct. Right. Right. Yeah. They'll get an education from it. So they may know something more than 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 you do, and that's great. And so uh, you can uh, respond to it. You're you're making progress uh, to to continue that conversation as you go down the line, and also um, you're able to steer it you using those questions just because you're. You're not making full-fledged responses to that person in, uh, you know, in, in uh, premises and conclusion form uh, uh, for, for um, uh, direct or indirect logic, then, then, um, then you're still, you're still uh, moving that conversation right, forward. Good. So questions are very powerful. They're very important. They drive really his tactical method here, answer, asking uh, these various questions. And we'll see that as, as we go. Here. Right. He says, so this is, remember, this one is called Columbo, the mother of all tactics, right? Uh, question and uh, asking these questions. He says, there are three basic ways to use Columbo, this question asking approach. First, to gather information as we've been talking about, right? And so you want to know where the person is coming from. Uh, you know, you want to be clear in terms of what they have to say, because, again, you want to address the particular issue that they're making and not just, you know, 
go off on what's called a straw man argument where you're dealing with something that they're not even talking about, right? right? And so uh, the basic way to do this is to use uh, Clumble. You're gathering information. Um, you can use it to reverse the burden of proof, right? That is to encourage the other person to give reasons for their own views, right? right? So the burden of proof has to do with who should be defending their particular position. And so, again, this is, uh, you know, you want to you wanna, uh, be on the offensive, right? And so you re- reverse the burden of proof so that if they've made the statement, they're responsible to, uh, to answer it. To back it up with with reasons, right? right? And so they've made this statement. Okay, fine. Now you ask this question uh, because it's on them. They're the one that made the statement, right? You don't have to jump in and try to defend and and, and answer their particular issue. They need to answer their their issue, right? Because they brought it up. Right. So this is called reversing the burden of proof, right? You encourage the other person to give reasons for their views. This, I think, is very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes we miss this, right? right? Because we want to give an answer. Right. We want right. to give an answer. Uh, sometimes even before we know what the questions <laughs> are. Right? Right. And so, no, we want them to give an answer for the issue that they brought up. And, and, and so, you know, I'm kind of hammering that because I think it's really, really important. Right. They, they need to give an answer. They're the one that brought this issue up. Thirdly, we want to lead the conversation in a specific direction. So those are three basic ways, he says, that we can use this Colombo approach. We want to gather information so that we understand where they're coming from. Reverse the burden of proof so that if they brought this issue up, they need to defend the issue that they're that, you know, the, the, the issue that they brought up. And then finally, lead the conversation in a specific direction. Right. Those are three basic ways to use uh, Columbo. Now, what's interesting about his book is that at the end of each chapter, and I'm not sure if we've mentioned this before, he uh, gives a what we learned in this chapter, yeah. and it's kind of a summary. Just right? turn to of, the end of, yeah. of the chapters, and you'll, you'll get the Cliff Notes version yeah. for free. Yeah, and so I, I, that's, I think that's really helpful. And so, um, and so, yeah, I'd encourage folks to do that if they, you know, when they're going through this. Right. Yeah, and, and these three basic ways to use Columbo, gather information, reverse the burden of proof, and lead the conversation in a specific direction. Those are the next three chapters that um, he'll, he'll be covering on, on the Columbo tactic because it is so important. The, 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 queen, the queen move, the queen gambit, or uh, whatever chess terminology uh, is really good. Um, uh, so, so we'll be kind of breaking those down as well. Um, and I, I think we'll end it a, a little short for this one um, because we might, uh, might – uh, put uh, chapter four on its own or four and five combined together. It just depends on how much uh, I, I talk and, and Tony listens. <laughs> yeah, so he's going he's gonna to explain to us how to, how to use these in the next couple of chapters right. here. So, yeah. so yeah. this is kind of an introduction to, to his uh, to his Columbo approach. This is the major thing that right. he wants us to understand. Just right? ask questions. Yeah. Anybody can do that. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah. You know, yeah. so so uh, with presuppositionalism, the, you know, uh, by what standard? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, perfect. What the, there's a question. Yeah. There, there might be a useful question uh, to to do, but uh, he's he's really um, focused on a, on specific questions that come from those statements that that someone will make, and uh, he provides a lot more within the books, uh, obviously, and so. Um, we're pulling out uh, just a few of them to to illustrate the the concept because it's such an important concept. Obviously, because he puts it first, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he views it as the most important. You can combine it with other um, with other tactics that we'll learn later in the book. And so, 
um, that's why um, that's why he kind of breaks it down even more, yeah. um, which we'll be covering next time. So yeah. uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, thanks for uh, watching and uh, continuing to um, uh, share and subscribe and uh, support us on Patreon. We, we thank the, the, uh, the, 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 our two Patreon subscribers that uh, continue to support us. So we can keep the lights on for a little bit longer <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Tony still doesn't get paid and, we're appreciative of that because, uh, you know, so sometimes he's got to go back to work and, and be a, a real professor. <laughs> so we thank you for uh, joining us and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time.